Great to see you all. Welcome. If you're visiting today, you're a very warm welcome. We could do, I was thinking about doing that thing, like put your hand up if you've traveled the furthest, but has anyone, anyone beat India? I think that's probably the, the best one, isn't it? I didn't mean that, I meant this morning, Travis, not, not ever, but <laughs> yeah, well, welcome. It's great, Linus, to, to hear you sharing and I'm sure we'll get to spend more time together. Brilliant, so. Um, anyway, this morning we're continuing in our foundation series and this morning we're gonna do worship. So, there we go. It's gonna be a big wall by the end of this, isn't it? That's good. Um, now, worship is a massive foundational block for us as, I don't mean a block as in a blockage, I mean it's it, this block. It's a big one, isn't it, for us as Christians, we, as believers. Um, I wonder what first comes to mind when you think of worship, or if somebody mentions worship. You, think, well, you know, we've, we've, we've heard it actually a lot this morning, which is, you know, perfectly normal. We're in a, in a church. It's been mentioned a few times. Um, where, but I just thought a few questions, really. Where does worship happen? What is worship? What, what is a worshipper? Big questions, uh, I, you know, and I'm looking forward to sharing what I believe God's given me for this morning. So I'm looking forward to this morning. So let, let's pray before we, we get into that. Um, so thank you, God. Lord, we, as we open your word this morning, as we look at the words that you spoke, Jesus, those amazing words that we read and that you teach us. Father, may our hearts, I pray this morning, our hearts would be open to receive from you. Thank you, Lord, that you help us to understand your word. Through prayer, you help us to, to connect with you, to have that relationship with you. And through Jesus, uh, your sacrifice on the cross, that we, we can have that amazing relationship with you. So thank you that you are worthy of all of our worship, everything that we could ever give you, you are so, so worthy. You're so welcome, Holy Spirit, come. I pray for us all that we would receive from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, so thankfully, Jesus has a few words to say about worship, in particular, the worship of God. So let's read, we're going to read from uh, John 4, 19. It should, should have it on the screen. I think, oh, look at that ma magic. That's great. So this is from uh, this, the, the Jesus speaking to the Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus, uh, uh, it says, Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and truth. So, wow, what, what an amazing passage, isn't it? I love, I love that verse, this, that little story in the Bible of Jesus having this encounter. It's brilliant. Um, it's full of promises and facts, and most importantly, I think for us this morning, 
Just, re just remember that these are words spoken by Jesus himself, by God with us. It, it is incredible. So let, let's look at worship in spirit and in truth. The words that Jesus spoke, they're obviously very important. Got to take that, haven't we? For these are the kind of worshippers that the Father seeks. It's a, it's a challenge, isn't it? That's challenging. These are the kind of worshippers. It is a challenge for us. I don't think it's too hard to understand what Jesus means when he's speaking of, of worship, when he says that word. Um, throughout the Bible, more, the most common word used for, right, for worship literally translates as meaning to bend over or to, uh, to bow down. And it describes a gesture of just submission to, to God in respect. That's, that's really the essence of what, what worship means. To show worship is to show our love and our adoration to God. That's what, that's what worship is, if you want, if you sum that up. Has is, is anyone, anyone here n never heard of Nicky Cruz, the, you know, the crossing the switchblade guy? If, has anyone not heard of him? Well, yeah? Oh, that's good. There's, there's a few. He's a, it, I mean, it's an amazing testimony, and, and there's been, well, there was a film, and there was a couple of books written, but yes, it's a great, great testimony. I went to see him speaking once at a church, a local church. And um, I just wanted to share this when I was preparing. I just felt I was reminded of it. But basically, they, I went in, it was a busy night. It was a really popular, like, you know, speaker. There was lots of people there. And uh, there was a lot of empty chairs. So I went and sat down. And this, this guy from the church came over and he said, uh, excuse me, uh, could you, would you move? They, they, he said, these seats are reserved for the worshippers. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I, I thought that, that makes sense, why well, there was no one sitting there. So I, I, I moved to the back, sat down, and uh, when, when the, the worship band started playing, and uh, from the sides of the stage, all of these people like, came out whooping and dancing. They were all dressed in, they all had matching polo shirts on. There was, there was about, about 30 of them. Uh, they were jumping around, and, and I was like, wow, what? This, this must be the worshippers. That's, that's that's, and that's what it was. So that made me feel, well, I thought, well, if, they're, if they're the worshippers, then what does that make me, you know? And I'm like, Mr. Something, I mean, you might, you, so I know a lot of you know me well, and uh, sometimes in worship, you might think that I look like a cardboard cutout, sort of like, just standing there. <laughs> And there's all these people like whooping and jumping and it just made me feel a bit, what, what's, what's going on there? So don't hear what, I, what I'm not saying. Their, their worship was really expressive. It was exuberant. They, these, those people were really going for it, 100%, 10 out of 10 for effort. They were really, really worshipping. But only they know what's really going on, uh, what's really going on in their hearts, in, in their lives. But thankfully, God knows. That's more important, isn't it? God knows what everything about us. And I, I was reminded that night how I felt those people, those worshippers, it just made me feel, like I say, just a bit like uh, when Jesus was speaking to that Samaritan woman and uh, he, he helped her understand what worship was. I think God did something in me that, that night. Worship is singing, you see. It is worship. worship is singing. It is praising. It is whooping and jumping. It is all those things. But it's also so much more too. There's a lot more to it. Worship happens in a church meeting like we've done this morning. 
Um, we gather together, and when we do that, we should. Worship should happen, as we've done this morning. When we come together, we've come to praise God, haven't we? So it's worth, I thought it's worth mentioning here at this point that when I'm talking about worship, I'm not talking about a building, about the physical, if you like. It's a, the place of worship is not God's primary concern. It's, it's not about a physical building, a temple, a cathedral, a church, whatever, whatever it is. Worship is in our hearts. It's in, it's in us. This is a, it's a, it's a key point to understand, actually. Now, I'm not, uh, there is some incredible buildings, isn't there? Some cathedrals, and you, you look at them and you think, that is just, a, it's incredible, some of the building that's happened. But they're, they're constructed by people that have expressed their worship to God using the amazing gifts and abilities that God's given them to build these temples for the glory of God. And, the, you know, the, I'm not, not saying that, you know, they're not worshipped, because they, they could well have been. But Jesus didn't say that the Father is seeking places of worship he is seeking worshippers. And that, that's key, isn't it? It's you and me. So here's a challenging thought for us. <laughs> when, when I was uh, getting, getting this message ready, we, we are all worshippers, you see. Everyone. Every, every human being is a worshipper. Every single one of us. Every one of us. Not, not, there isn't an exclusivity. The world is split into those who worship God and there's those that worship something or someone else and that is that's really key we all worship some of us worship god some of us worship someone or something else see you see satan is a father too we talk about god the father but satan is a father he is the father of lies yeah he is this you know this should provoke us actually wake us up who are you worshipping? Is it God for an hour or so on a Sunday morning? What about the rest of the day? What about the rest of the week? What about the rest of our lives? What, what are we worshipping? What do we put our efforts and time into? Jesus, uh, I know Nikki said this morning, don't you love him? He is amazing. But when Jesus speaks, he never fails to say what he needs to say. When you read the words of Jesus, he says what he says. It's brilliant. Some of the conversations Jesus had and the way that he spoke the truth in, in some of the parables, some of them are hard, they're hard to hear, they're hard to read and understand. Like Matthew 27. And so when Jesus is talking about, Lord, Lord, didn't we do great things in your name? We drove out demons and blah, blah, blah. And Jesus says to them, plainly, I will tell them, away from me, you evil doers. I never knew you. So, I mean, it's like, cuts to the heart, doesn't it? It goes right to the point. That's what Jesus does. Some of the words he spoke, they really are difficult to understand without the Holy Spirit revealing revelation, God opening up the scriptures to, for us to understand. It's tough. Jesus did not hold back. He called some of the religious leaders. He encountered filthy hypocrites. Not like mincing his words, is he? He just tells it as it is. He accused religious teachers of doing the work of their father, Satan. Wow. <laughs> like I say, he just, he just does, doesn't, does not hold back. Jesus says what he means, and he means what he says. And like Nikki said this morning, don't, don't you just love him for that? I mean, I, I just love the way that he can just say the truth, speaks it. But 
we must understand uh, what Jesus means when he says, worship in spirit and in truth, like we read on that, that scripture. So wor worship can be public and private. If we're all bouncy, putting on a wonderful show, being super exuberant, worshiping God in public on a Sunday morning, like the Nikki Cruz team that I was talking about earlier. Um, what about when they go home? What about when the door's closed? That's when uh, the mask comes off and the real you is revealed. The lying, the cheating, the abusive behavior, um, treating others or ourselves badly. It all comes out. It's just like those religious leaders that Jesus spoke to, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. It's just the same. Um, we can look all great and holy, righteous, shiny, all sorted out, whatever it is. We do that in public, but behind closed doors, rotten and filthy on the inside. That's, that's the reality. Yeah? So, you see, whatever you do behind closed doors, the things we think don't matter or that no one will know, no one sees, no one will, it's not going to hurt anybody. It does matter. It says, let the light of Christ shine on all of you. Not just a bit of you, not like a public bit. The light of Christ shine on all of us, yeah? The seen, the hidden. Let Jesus into all of, of who you are. Truly worship him. Jesus has a lot to say about that, that behavior. But remember, he sees right into your hearts anyway. Nothing is hidden. You might think it's hidden, but it's not. Jesus knows. So he looks right into the heart. In, uh, in, in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, but, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but, God, but the Lord, sorry, looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. That's what God sees. So how's your heart this morning? How are you doing? Everyone all right so far? That's, that's good. <laughs> um, we quite often say, I think, I don't, I, I can't remember the way you worded it this morning, Nikki, but let's enter into a time of worship. We quite often say that, don't we, in church? Let's enter in a time of worship. When, and what we mean is we're referring to the part of church where we, we, we sing a song or play some, you know, play a, a psalm or whatever or sing a, sing a hymn. Or you'll hear people say, the worship was really powerful this morning. And again, it's, they're just talking about that experience of just responding to God. And that, that's brilliant. That's what worship is. But I just thought, how do we actually worship as Christians, as followers of Jesus? We should worship in every part of our lives. It doesn't, it doesn't start when the, the music starts and end when... I get up to start talking, hopefully. <laughs> it's a, it should be a continuation. It's every part of our lives. Worship should be our lifestyle. As Christians, it should be our lifestyle. It is who we are. It's part of our makeup. Um, it's not when people see us, not when people are watching. Now, that's a challenge for us, isn't it? You know, we've, we've got to make it every part of our life. So worship happens in our hearts. It happens in our hearts, and it outworks in our lives. That's, that's the key. So what matters to God is that he looks at the heart and not at the appearance, the outward appearance. That God looks right into the heart. 
So if your worship looks like jumping for joy, singing, dancing, waving flags, whatever it is, go for it. If that's what your response is to God, that's your worship back to him. Great, go for it. I'm not saying that that's wrong. It's, that's good. If you feel that you should lie down, be quiet, be still, in awe of his wonder, his majesty, his amazing, incredible goodness, whatever it is, do that. That's good. That's good to worship to him. If you feel called to dance through the streets naked, then, well, maybe not. <laughs> um, bit of caution, yeah, it's a bit cold for that, but a bit of caution there, maybe. Uh, although, it, it, I suppose it is biblical, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, what is important to know uh, for you and I, what's really important is that God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at all the outside, the, the performance. He looks right into the heart. That's really important. So, worship him and respond to him from your heart. That is key. Whatever way that God is calling you to do it, and that is what worship is. Just respond to him in whatever way God has given you the ability to do so. Yeah? The Father is seeking worshippers who worship in spirit and in truth. So I hope that makes sense so far um, and clarifies it a little bit of the way to what worship is and what it means. Is everyone all right with that so far? All good? Yeah? Oh, that's great. So, worship in spirit. And I think... This is, a, this is another key message, I think, but as men and women, we dwell, I think, primarily in the physical and emotional realm. That's where we tend to operate most of the day. But God is spirit. That is what God is. He is, he is spirit. And so to have a true fellowship or a relationship with God, we need to relate to him in the spiritual realm. So just as Jesus taught Nicodemus, so it is with us. You must be born again. Uh, you're probably very familiar, I'm sure you are, with that passage. But just listen to what Jesus said to Nicodemus when he was teaching him. In John 3, verse 5, it says, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. You see, God changed our spirit at salvation. That's what happens. That's the amazing thing. Your spirit is changed at that moment of salvation. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, this might be your day. I don't know. You know. It's, uh, choose Jesus today. Invite him into your heart today, for maybe for the first time. From this moment today, choose to worship Jesus. God the Father is looking for worshippers. Perhaps that's you today. If you need to be saved by Jesus, his death, his resurrection on the cross, it was for you, it was for personally for you, that victory over death that Jesus accomplished. It can be yours today, that can be your promise today. And he did it for you. Um, at that moment when we accept him, if you've already made that choice in your life, if you've accepted Jesus and you're choosing to follow him, your spirit became totally new, brand new. You are born again, as Jesus called it. It's amazing, isn't it? When you think of that, that truth, I think we can forget as well sometimes. The years can go on. You can lose that excitement of what that really means. 
But we are now born again. Your spirit is born again. Because our born again spirit, uh, because, because our spirit, sorry, is born again, we have the spirit of Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what that spirit is that lives in us. It really is good news. Listen to this from, uh, from 2 Corinthians 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. The new is here. The Apostle Paul, when he's teaching about Christian living in Ephesians 4.24, says, put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness Created to be like God. And like we said, you know, God is spirit. Your spirit is brand new. You're born again. In, uh, I love this one in 1 Corinthians 6, 17. It says, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So let's hear that again. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. It's so important to hear today that you get united with him. So if you don't know Jesus today, I really, really encourage you to get to know him. Come, come to him. He's absolutely amazing. No more double-mindedness. Don't be, you want to be joined to him, him alone. Our born-again spirit, did you know this, is worthy to come before God and to worship him without any fear. Did you know that our spirit is the only part of us it's the only part of us that is truly worthy to come before Almighty God. It's only, it is only our spirit. That's why we must worship him in spirit and in truth. When we come before God, dwelling on our failures and things that we've got wrong, our problems, we're not approaching him through the spirit. We are coming to him with our flesh. You were born again. Your born again spirit is not the problem. That's good. It's really important to hear. Our spirit is born again. It is perfect. It is like Jesus. Not understanding this teaching leads to all sorts of problems as Christians. It can lead us into all sorts of issues in our lives. But we've got to understand that real key teaching. We must always base our relationship on God the Father. On who we are through the power of Jesus Christ through that through that renewed spirit our reborn again spirit can't emphasize that point enough it's really important to know and from that we should be motivated as Christians we should be really motivated to love to uh, love God to be grateful for all that he's done for all that he's doing he is wonderful isn't he amen yeah (laughs) yeah I feel like one of them Americans amen so but, you know, this worship Jesus is teaching, this, this worship he's teaching in that scripture we read, it must also be in truth. Nothing, uh, nothing's too complex here. It's just truth. The truth is the opposite of lies, isn't it? If we think of truth, it's not lying. It's, it's the truth. To worship in truth, we must conform to the truth of God's word. What, what does the scripture say? What does the word of God say? It must line up with God's truth. We can read that Jesus' teaching, uh, we've just read that actually with Nicodemus, and he begins, when Jesus begins to teach, he says, very truly, he says, very truly, I tell you, um, no one can enter the kingdom of God. 
Um, Jesus speaks a lot about truth. Famously, uh, Pilate asked Jesus, me, what is truth? Jesus said about himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I am the truth. Jesus uh, criticized the worship of religious leaders in his day. In Matthew 15, he told them, they honored God with their lips, but their heart was far from him. And I think it's a, it's a warning for us as well. Don't be far from him. Don't be double-minded. Don't praise him with your lips on a Sunday morning and then let your heart be closed off to him for the rest of the day or the week or whatever. Let your heart be open to him. Don't, don't be far from him. Today, draw near to him, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's a, prom that's a promise for us as believers today. I think we, we, we've left time for some response this morning. I think the band are going to come back up, aren't you? But just as they're getting ready, I felt, it was, you know, it's good that just as uh, they, they get ready for, to lead us in worship or into worship or our response to worship, whatever you want to look at it, that the truth is really, really important to Jesus. When we try to hide from the truth or try to hide the truth from him, what's the point? He knows anyway. There's no point. Be truthful with Jesus. Let, I'd say just let him know your fears, your worries, those deepest hidden secrets, things that you think uh, that you can't let Jesus know about. You can. That shame that you carry or the pain that you're carrying, give it to him today in worship as a response to him. For this is the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. This is the kind of worshippers that the Father is seeking. Amen.